Hi everybody, welcome to Ancient Heroes. I'm Patrick Garvey, your host, and today we're going to be talking about whether or not museums should return their foreign artifacts. Before we get into that debate, uh, just a couple housekeeping items. For one, if you haven't ever left a review of the show, I'd really appreciate it if you left a review. We don't do any advertising. I don't have any sponsors or anything like that. Um, people just find the show through searching and through word of mouth. So it's always helpful to get reviews because that boosts the show um, in the algorithms and whatnot. So if you haven't left a review, I'd really appreciate it. Also, if you haven't ever checked out my website, ancientheroes.net, you might be interested in some of the articles there. I've written about a lot of things over the years, a lot of things about ancient Greece, and there's even a travelogue from last year when my wife and I did a road trip through Greece that's pretty cool and has a lot of photos and stuff. So check out ancientheroes.net if you're ever curious. And I also have a recommendation to make. The Fall of Civilizations podcast is something that I discovered in the last couple of years. It has over 100 million downloads. It's by a gentleman named Paul Cooper, who I don't know much about. But what I can say is this podcast is exceptional. The production value is really high. They've got voice actors and I've got a young baby who's been waking up in the middle of the night and I've been putting this podcast on while I put her back to sleep. And it's just, it's so entertaining that sometimes I don't mind waking up at 2 a.m. and sitting there with the baby for 45 minutes and listening to the podcast. I've listened to episodes about the Mayans and the Incans. And now I'm currently listening to one about the Romans and Constantinople. So I really recommend it if you're looking for a podcast to listen to. Okay, so let's jump into the subject of today's episode. Should museums return their foreign artifacts? So this is a question I hadn't thought about too much until relatively recently. I was I came across a debate on YouTube, the Intelligence Squared debate, uh, where they have series about different controversial subjects, and they were taking on the question of whether or not the Elgin marbles or Elgin marbles should be returned to Greece. And for those that don't know, the Elgin marbles, I had heard this term before and in my head, I think I was thinking of little spherical marbles. What they are, are actually sculptures that were part of the Parthenon and put up in the fifth century BC. And uh, about a couple hundred years ago, these sculptures were taken from the Parthenon in Greece to England and are now in the British Museum. And they're called the Elgin Marbles because it was the seventh Earl of Elgin, or it could be Elgin, I'm not sure about the pronunciation, who um, brought these marbles over or orchestrated their move from Greece to England and then sold them to the British Museum, which is the largest world history museum in the world and is full of artifacts from all over. So ever since then, it's been the subject of controversy because the Greeks want these marbles back, want these sculptures back, and the British Museum has kept them. So that's what kind of triggered this uh, subject, and this is probably the highest profile case that I'm aware of in the world where you have a group of people calling for an artifact or set of artifacts from a museum to be returned to the original culture um, where they came from. 
So today I'm just going to talk about, I'm not going to get into all the details about that specific debate. You can really do a deep dive with the Elgin marbles and all the evidence on both sides and whatnot. And I'm not an expert by any means on, you know, I haven't been studying this particular case for, you know, uh, a decade or anything. Um, So what I'm going to talk about instead is just the general considerations that I think people should be making in these cases. For a lot of people, I think it's, they it strikes them as quite obvious. Of course, these artifacts must be returned to their original culture. Now, their original culture doesn't likely exist at this point, but at least to the the descendants of the original culture or the country where that original culture was. And they just think it's a no-brainer. You've got to return these artifacts. And on the other side, um, people make the case that, well, look, a lot has changed. Sometimes these artifacts were acquired legally and they serve a purpose for people around the world to come see them at museums and do we need to get rid of museums entirely if we're going to start returning all of these artifacts and what would that mean to the multiculturalism and whatnot in the world so those are some of the arguments on the other side so i'm just going to kind of walk through some of the considerations that i would have if this question were posed to me and i was someone on the board of the British Museum trying to make these decisions. And for what it's worth, this controversy is still very much in the news. Uh, Even earlier this year, there were talks between the British Museum and people in Greece, the Greek government. I'm not sure if the British government was involved as well. It's a very contentious, ongoing subject in England about whether or not these marbles should be returned, and Greece, obviously. So to start... I would say I'm going to go through the tier, my first tier of considerations and then to sort of a second tier. The first question on tier one is, is a current day person or group making a legitimate ownership claim? And so that's kind of a loaded question because what qualifies as legitimate? But I would say, for one, we have to ask the question of, does anyone actually care about a certain artifact or artifacts? Does anyone today actually care? You could imagine artifacts being in a museum where the original group of people or culture that created those artifacts doesn't exist anymore, and they don't really have a culture that's descended from that or a group of people that is connected to that original culture. And so they're not necessarily even asking. There's no one out there even asking for it back. So in that case, obviously, I think it's less incumbent on the museum or owner to return them when no one's even calling for the return. Um, I think the next question as part of this is how connected is this group? If there is a group making a claim, how connected are they to the artifact? Are they actually descendants of that culture, either genetically, culturally, geographically, etc.? What is the connection to that artifact and how strong is that connection? So that's kind of the first question that I would be asking. The next question is, was the artifact acquired unethically by today's standards? And I want to make a distinction here because in the debate about the Elgin marbles, it's often claimed by the side that believes they should stay in England that the marbles were acquired legally. The problem is, and there's some documentation, it's disputed, but there is some documentation to suggest that that's the case. The problem is that at the time, uh, Greece was part of the Ottoman occupation, the Ottoman Empire. So the Greeks were not an independent state making an independent decision about their own cultural ancestry. 
they had they were part of this empire and so when people say it was acquired legally what they mean is that this earl of elgin or elgin was made some kind of legal deal and has paperwork to show that the ottoman empire allowed him to remove these sculptures from the parthenon and take them back to england legally now legal and moral are two different things and to take an extreme, I don't want to draw the comparison between the Ottomans and horrible regimes because um, I don't know that much about the Ottoman Empire, frankly. But we can always take the extreme and say, well, look, just because someone might have acquired something legally from the Nazis doesn't mean that that is morally the right thing to do. You know, the, the Nazis may not have really had a moral right to sell you whatever artifact it was. So it, the same is true in this case. I don't really look at the legal side of it as much as ethically and morally, was it appropriate? Did the people selling it have uh, a claim to those actual artifacts or were they an occupying force? In this case, the Ottomans were an occupying force. So I think the Greeks are very much in their right to say, yes, you might have some paperwork to show that these were acquired at some point and their parties agreed upon them, but we, the Greek people, did not have a say in that. And so this is not ethical. So that would be the next question. And then the third question, can the artifact be returned and stored safely? So in some cases, there could be artifacts that, are, that can't be moved because it would damage them too much. They're too um, sensitive uh, they're too frail, whatever it might be, they'll be destroyed if they are moved across the world. And it could also be relevant what the political situation is in the place that we're trying to return the artifacts to. So, you know, you could imagine during the days of Saddam Hussein ruling Iraq with his sons that they might have wanted artifacts back from museums around the world or something. And if those artifacts are going to be subject to looting or massive unrest in their, you know, where they're moving to. You have a good reason to think these artifacts could be destroyed if they're returned. I think that is another consideration because I think the artifacts themselves, in some cases, like parts of the Parthenon, they have a symbolic value and a value to civilization that goes beyond just the ownership claims. So if, if there's a good reason to think these could be destroyed or looted or vandalized or whatever um, or put in someone's palace where the public is never going to see them again you know Saddam Hussein putting them in his palace or something like that then I think that that's another major consideration to have okay now moving to tier two concerns will the artifact be more or less accessible to the public and the question of private ownership versus public display. So this kind of relates to the last point about a dictator or something like that, putting them in a palace, or if it's just a private citizen putting them in you know, their collection and no one ever seeing it again, or at least it going from a, a place like the British Museum where millions of people can see it to a private place where very few people see it. I put that in tier two because at the end of the day, I think if the claim is strong enough around who deserves to have a given artifact or set of artifacts, I think that that wouldn't be the main thing it would hinge on. Um, you can't take something from someone and then decide how it should be used. 
But I do think it is a factor to be considered um, on that second tier. And then also in the second tier, what are the implications for returning other artifacts in the future? So one of the main points made to defend artifacts like the Elgin marbles being in England is that by returning them, it would create a slippery slope where not only would many artifacts in the British Museum, but many artifacts from history museums all across the world would potentially have to be returned to their original culture, especially if they were taken uh, or acquired by questionable means. So this is the slippery slope kind of argument and what it means for the future of museums and multiculturalism in general. And what I would say is that I think there is some validity to the idea that it could be a slippery slope, so to speak, and that, you know, but maybe it should be a slippery slope. I don't think that this argument in a vacuum really means a lot. I mean, it it may just be the case that museums and other institutions need to be taking a much harder look at cases where they need to return things and that that's the moral morally correct thing to do and just saying that that could happen is not an argument one way or the other if a lot of stuff is stolen you can't say well look you know or if let's say i stole a hundred dollars from a hundred different people if i have to return it to one of the people i could make the argument well now i'm going to have to return a hundred dollars to all of the people i stole from well too bad that's you know, if it's decided that this is stolen stuff that needs to be returned, then that's what would have to happen. Of course, that's just a metaphor. I'm not saying that that's the case with all of these museums, but, um, you know, the slippery slope thing, it, it may be true that it creates a slippery slope, but maybe there needs to be one. So that alone isn't a compelling argument to me. Um, and that's why I have it in the second tier of concerns. The other uh, question in the second tier, how central is the artifact to the identity of those claiming ownership? So, and of course, it's difficult to make that um, assessment unless you are the group. But I do think that it does matter whether or not this is an artifact or set of artifacts that's you know central to a group's identity. And, and it matters in the kind of effect its return could have. So in the case of the Elgin marbles in Greece, this is something where the Greek people have been calling, this for, calling for this for a very long time, to have these returned. And the Parthenon is a symbol in Greece. It's, it's, it's a symbol of Western civilization in general and the ancient world in general. But it's also a profound symbol in Athens and in current-day Greece. Um, it's a world heritage site. It's a key part of their culture and what they value. So returning it would have a major effect on the Greeks, um, and it really, really matters to them to have these. Whereas, yes, it's true that this is a contentious subject in England. A lot of people care a lot about it, but I have to say I don't think the return of these marbles or sculptures is really a... <laughs> Uh, would really have much of an impact on uh, British sense of identity or something like that. Um, I've been to the British Museum, and to be honest, I at the time, I didn't even know really what I was looking at. I didn't know the importance of these artifacts. They're, 
their sculptures in for that came off of the facade of the Parthenon, and for the most part, the heads are knocked off. They're sort of um, partially destroyed. They're basically ruins, and they're the they're sculptures of gods and things like that from Greek mythology, and it's they're really cool, but. They don't make or break the British Museum. If you didn't know much about them, you wouldn't, you know, uh, you, you probably wouldn't miss seeing them. To be honest, uh, they didn't have. They were not one of the. They weren't like the Rosetta Stone or some of the other sort of more intact artifacts and things like that at the British Museum that really blow you away. So, the fact that they're keeping this in the British Museum as just one of many um, exhibits. When if they were returned, it would make such a it would be such a major win for the Greeks and so important to their culture, um, and they would be able to display them in the museum at the Parthenon, and it it could do a lot for international relations and goodwill and things like that. It's the asymmetric benefit of returning these artifacts to the Greeks versus the loss that would be incurred by the British Museum. I think is a major reason why this gets tipped in the scales of returning these artifacts. So I have a few notes in here about my solution to all of this, and this has been thought about a lot. There's been a lot of people involved, so I don't want to talk too much about it. But really, I think ultimately you probably need a third party to mediate the agreement once both sides agree that there is a deal to be done potentially, and I think they're working toward that. Then you need a third party to make sure that the conditions are agreed upon in advance and um, and that the, the deal is followed through on. They've talked about a deal where the marbles, the sculptures from the Parthenon, are returned to Greece. And in exchange for the return, the Greeks send over artifacts for temporary display on loan to the British Museum of ancient Greek artifacts that have never been sent out to different museums and would be a major new exhibit for them to have. So to me, that's a pretty good deal. And I'll also add that I think in in this in that particular case, the Greeks have so much to gain. Like I said, the country is not as powerful and as rich as England. And, um, and then the British, of course, would be able to make this grand gesture to say that basically we've taken care of these artifacts, we've curated them, we've you know we've made sure they're safe, and now we're returning them, and they wouldn't have to do some major apology or something like that. Everybody could move forward. And so to end the episode, I have a clip from the British author and writer and comedian Stephen Fry, who is part of the Intelligence Square debate around the Elgin marbles from a number of years ago that you can see on YouTube. But he had a particular short clip that I thought was pretty impactful that I'm gonna play now. Let's make an exhibition in the British Museum of which Britons could be fantastically proud, which shows our curation of these extraordinary marbles and also shows their transportation back to the magnificent new Acropolis Museum, where they can be reunited, not in the same temple, because that could never happen, but where within, through the glass, in the blue light of Greece, a country struggling desperately under debt, we can show them that no matter how much their sovereign debt crisis means they owe us, we will never, ever, ever be able to repay the debt 
that we owe Greece. Thank you. Okay, thanks everyone for listening to today's episode. We've got more exciting interviews and episodes coming up soon. Like I mentioned earlier, if you'd like to leave a review, I'd really appreciate that. And I look forward to talking to you soon. 